Following is a class given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on December 20th, 1990 at Mathura Desh. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, Chapter 5, Verse 11. Chapter 5 Translation Who in human society can be satisfied without hearing sufficient talk of the Lord? whose lotus feet are the sum total of all places of pilgrimage, and who is worshipped by great sages and devotees. Such topics can cut off one's bondage to family affection simply by entering the holes of one's ears. Translation Who in human society can be satisfied without hearing sufficient talk of the Lord? Whose lotus feet are the sum total of all places of pilgrimage, and who is worshipped by great sages and devotees, such topics can cut off one's bondage to family affection. Simply by entering the holes of one's ears. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Krishna Katha is so powerful that simply by entering into a person's ear, it can at once give deliverance in the bondage of family affection. Family affection is an illusory manifestation of the external energy, and it is the only impetus for all mundane activities. As long as there is mundane activity and the mind is absorbed in such engagement, one has to undergo the repetition of birth and death in the current material nations. People are most influenced by the mode of ignorance, and some are influenced by the passion mode of material nature. And under the spell of these two modes, a living being is actuated by the material conception of life. The mundane qualities do not allow a living entity to understand his real position. The qualities of both ignorance and passion strongly bind one to the illusory bodily conception of the self. The best among the fools who are thus deluded are those who engage in altruistic activities under the spell of the material mode of passion. Bhagavad Gita, which is direct Krishna Kotha, gives humanity the elementary lesson that the body is perishable and that the consciousness which is spread throughout the body is imperishable. The conscious being, the imperishable self, is eternally existent and cannot be killed under any circumstances. 
even after the dissolution of the body. Anyone who misunderstands this perishable body to be the self and who works for it in the name of sociology, politics, philanthropy, altruism, nationalism, or internationalism, under the false plea of the bodily conception of life, is certainly a fool and does not know the implications of reality and unreality. Some of them are above the modes of ignorance and passion and are situated in the mode of goodness, but mundane goodness is always contaminated by tinges of passion and ignorance. Mundane goodness can enlighten one that the body and self are different, and one in goodness is concerned with the self and not the body. But due to being contaminated, those mundane, those in mundane goodness cannot understand the real nature of the self as a person. Their impersonal conception of life as distinct from the body keeps them in the mode of goodness within material nature. And unless they are attracted by Krishna Kotha, they will never be liberated from the bondage of material existence. Krishna Kotha is the only remedy for all people of the world because it can situate one in pure consciousness of the self and liberate one from material bondage. To preach Krishna Kotha all over the world, as recommended by Lord Chaitanya, is the greatest missionary activity, and all sensible men and women of the world may join in this great movement started by Lord Chaitanya. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation and purport to text 11, Chapter 5, Canto 3 of the Srimad Bhagavatam, here in the Sradhakuti of Muscat Oman, on the 20th of December 1990. Translation, again, who in human society can be satisfied without hearing sufficient talk of the Lord, whose lotus feet are the sum total of all places of pilgrimage, and who is worshipped by great sages and devotees? Such topics can cut off one's bondage to family affection simply by entering the holes of one's ears. So, Yeshada Prabhupada explains that when the Sanskrit Geha Ratin is uh, mentioned, that what this is signifying is that when someone misunderstands the perishable body to be the self, and works for it in the name of sociology, politics, philanthropy, altruism, nationalism, internationalism, under the false plea of the bodily conception of life. Prabhupada explained that such a person is certainly a fool and does not know the implications of reality and unreality. Today we have internationalism very much prominent all over the world. United Nations is stronger, it seems, than ever before. Countries are uniting, generally to deal with common enemies for the moment. But in spite of all this uh, so-called unity and uh, cooperation, still we find that throughout the world there's a lot of wars going on. For last year, that uh, South Magazine published that there's about 42 declared and undeclared wars going on to today in the world, at that time in the world, maybe now more or less, five or ten, give or take. And that more people have died since the forming of United Nations than died 
in the Second World War. You see. In fact, even now in the Gulf, the United Nations may be sponsoring a war. <laughs> so, that way, this is not going to solve the... We have United Nations. That's not going to keep uh, peace as such. That may keep the particular boundaries, but war will go on. Someone may transgress, then the United Nations may themselves declare war. Whatever it may be. The real problem that we find in many places, like in India now, there's a torn apart because of uh, communal tensions and uh, regional tensions. Someone is thinking that I am born in a Muslim family, I am a Muslim. Someone is thinking I am born in a Hindu family, I am a Hindu. Someone thinks I am born in Kashmir, I am a Kashmiri. Someone I am born in Nagaland, I am a Nagalandi, I am a Naga. Someone thinks I am born in Tamil, so I am a Tamilian. So like this, everyone, now because this is all starting from false identification with the body. With the false identification of the body, then you come that this is my family, this is my country, this is my nation, this is my international, I'm a human being, that I should uh, kill the animals for the humans, it's all right. All these consciousnesses, based upon bodily identification, if you analyze every single imbalance in the world today, it stems only from this. Internationally now people are doing a big hue and cry because of ecology. They're saying the whole world is about to get the greenhouse effect. There's going to be destruction all over the world because the effect uh, that's, that, the, that the industries and that the present way of doing things is, going, is affecting the balance in the world is going to create a tremendous uh, destruction in the future. Glaciers are going to melt, floods are going to happen, so many things. Why? Because humans think this is my world. The animals don't count, the forest, I have no greater responsibility but to see to the humans' uh, own interest. You see, it's only that when you come to the point of Krishna consciousness, where they don't see only the family, only the nation, only even the human being, but they see the entire universe. They see the whole world. They see because everything is property of Krishna. We are all eternal spiritual parts. And we are all a part of Krishna. This is Krishna's energy. So Krishna is a protector. He is the controller. He is also the owner. Bhuktaraham jagatapasang sarva loka maheshwaram suhidang sarva bhutanang gyatvang mang shanting vichyati this is the peace formula. Prabhupada has used this verse. When we understand one proprietor is there, Krishna, God, the one proprietor, then, and we know he's the well-wisher and friend of everyone, he's the purpose for all sacrifices. Whether someone's doing sacrifice in masjid, mandir, girja, temple, whatever, church, whatever it may be, there's only one God, and everyone is serving him. But in different languages, he may be known as Allah, as God, as Jehovah, Adonai, as Krishna, as Rama, Govinda, Ishwar. Now in Life magazine, this issue, they had a big thing, who is God? I don't know if you saw it. And in there they give all the, so many names of God in different languages all over the world, starting from Bhagavan, 
including so many in different African and Chinese and so many languages. But because if we come to this understand, there is actually only one God. And we work considering the world to be His property and that we also are His part. Then what is the question of hating one to another? If I think only God is my monopoly, He is the property of Muslim or Christian or Hindu or some other religion, Parsi or whatever it might be, then Sikh. Then I think that I have the right to annihilate other people to defend my religion. And actually that means that they don't come up to the actual reality. So people then they become, what is all this religion is creating a problem? But it's not that religion is creating, it's the incomplete understanding of the truth, incomplete understanding of religion. In a particular region, a particular region, religion comes about. But people don't know what is the, that, that if you just take that in isolation, you have to see the whole picture. Then you can see what the, all the religions are saying. We had a big congress in uh, Bombay a couple of years ago, 86, Synthesis of Science and Religion. And religious uh, leaders from all communities came and all scientists came. And they came to the conclusion that every religion and basic, the teachings are not different. Some rituals are different. You see, someone is saying do namaz five times a day and you find in the Panchratic system it says you do a Mangal Arti before sunrise then you do it uh, just after sunrise, you do again one arti, then midday you do an arti, then afternoon you do arti, sunset you do sunday arti, then evening you do a final arti. Practically you find the same timing is there for namaz and pancharatik puja. But uh, because one is the thinking that uh, one way or the other, so this way they were getting, uh, they thinking everyone has the only God. It's actually, of course, in Sanatana Dharma and Vedic culture, this concept is promoted, there's one God. Unfortunately, the other communities, they have to also be brought up to that level throughout the whole world. If everyone comes to that ultimate understanding, there's only one Supreme Personality of Godhead, to have peace. Peace is a very easy thing to achieve, but by politics you won't get peace. By all this uh, false understanding of who am I, we won't get peace. So that starts, of course, even from the family. That we think this is my family, and therefore we only uh, think about our family. So once consciousness gradually expands, in my family, then my community, then my uh, race, my country, then my my species. But when we come to the point that uh, we all identify with Krishna as his eternal servitor, my vangsa, Jiva Loke, Jiva Bhuta Sanatana, then we actually can have the world peace, we can have our own spiritually, we can achieve all the perfection. So this doesn't mean that we don't like families. That means someone even in a family, he also, no, he may be in a family, but that doesn't mean that he's, uh, he's going to maintain his family, but he was, gives up enviousness. In a material family life, what happens? Somebody thinks that my family has this much, why the other family next door has something more than I do. And envy is very prominent. In fact, they call this in America that uh, very, better than the Joneses, something like that. That whoever the Joneses is like a generic name, like in Gujarati Patel or like in uh, Bengali you've got Boshes and Goshes. So this is, Jones is like a very common name. 
So being better than the Jones means that next door, whatever he has, I have to have better. They have a new car, then the wife will tell the husband why we don't have a new car. Our car is less than their car. They One person puts a swimming pool in the backyard, all the house will have to have a swimming pool. If they don't have a swimming pool, then the life is not perfect. How that person has more than we do, then everyone will get envy. You know, maybe in a simple sense, someone said, why that girl has like more new sari than I do, better sari, you know, nicer bangles. So, some enviousness will come into the consciousness because they were thinking that my family has to be better than the other families. My country has to be better than the other countries. And we're all trying to compete. But without trying to actually see that what real spiritual life let my family be dedicated to the Lord. Let it please the Lord more than other families. If we think in that way, there's no problem. Let my country be more dedicated to the service of God and please God and help all the others to come up to the level. Not that we want to stop the others. In material life, when you're having competition, it's actually very dirty business. There are many uh, documentaries how even in what we consider very uh, peaceful sports like bicycling, marathon running, when some runner or some bicyclist is going and uh, there's no one around, they just push the other guy off the road and smash him up. And they go on and that's why they have to do this bicycling in groups of four or five. Because if you go alone, there others who get you alone, they'll push you off the road and even you break your leg, they don't care. They just want to win. It's a cutthroat. So they had to go in groups and the, the, when the top guy is protected by three, four others from being smashed off in a lonely place. It's an inner... And so many sports are like that. Those, anywhere you get alone, people don't care. Even you play football, this is a soccer, which is supposed to be a non-violent, but it's so much violence there. They, they purposely foul, break their leg if they get the chance. They get a yellow card, all right. As long as they don't get the red card. One or two foul, they'll do it. Then they'll, like this, so all, of, like this competition means you want to harm the other person. But in spiritual life, competition means let's help the other person. I have nothing to, I, since we are all working for the one Lord, and we want to please Him. So if I help the other person, He'll be more pleased. So there's no contradiction. Not that I have to monopolize. We cannot monopolize. When Krishna is doing Rasulullah, He's with all the gopis. He's with everyone simultaneously. When he's in Dwaraka, he's with all the queens. Actually, Krishna is known also as uh, Lakshmi Pati. Because Lakshmi is always with Narayan. Everybody wants Lakshmi. You'll find so many people doing Lakshmi Puja. Because they all want Lakshmi. But they don't know one of Lakshmi's names is Chanchala. She's very restless. She doesn't stay fixed in one place very long. But wherever Narayan is, wherever Krishna is, there Lakshmi remains, always by his side. This is only when Krishna is playing his food, Lakshmi will be there dancing. That's why we are always keeping Radha and Krishna, to have Lakshmi and Narayan together. So this way there always the, the good fortune is there. But if you just try to keep Lakshmi herself, she won't stay. She'll stay sometimes, she'll go away. But if you keep Krishna with Lakshmi, then she'll stay fixed. So people, they want just the Krishna, but they don't. They just want the Lakshmi without the Lord. So they can't keep it. If we want a good fortune for my family, not the other family. This way there's always some tension. My country, not the other country. And this is basically what we are faced with all over the world. 
So all from the very smallest point to the biggest point, this is all coming from the bodily identification. And basically, Bhagavatam is very clear. If you're a human being, you should have enough intelligence to realize what is the difference between a body and a soul. Otherwise, even an animal thinks that he's a cat to think, I'm a cat, this is a dog, the dog and the cat are fighting. We are like, we are just a living in multi-story building and like a cat and dog, we are just fighting with each other. We have no better consciousness than the animals in the street in reality because we are doing the same bodily identification. That's why Srila Prabhupada, he openly challenged all the journalists and leaders in the world. What, you think this is such a great society, you're having multi-story building, hundred story you may have. You know, even anthill is going six feet, you measure by their body how high it is. What is the big use if you go very high, vultures flying high in the sky is looking only for the dead corpse. If you go high but you're only uh, using your car with the four wheels to run around like a dog is using the four legs just to go to discotheque, to go to uh, the club and all these things without any higher purpose of life, what is the, what is the big uh, development you've done? In fact, he called Western society no better than white aborigines. He said they are just uh, living uh, with also not a higher, maybe aborigine are better than what some of the white, uh, you know, so-called development is. If it doesn't have a higher purpose, then there's not a development of society. And by force of science, people are coming somewhat to the mode of goodness. I mentioned last night. They're coming somewhat to the mode of goodness. But even here Prabhupada clarifies, simply the material mode of goodness in itself will be insufficient. Because always there will be a tinge. They, they may come up to one conclusion, but some tinge will be there of ignorance and passion. They need to have the full picture. What is the reality? If they can see, all right, there's the material body, there's the subtle mind, there's the atma. There's a subtle body, there is the soul. That we are actually the spirit soul. This is an unperishable entity. And the soul is a part of the personal God who is declared in all the religion and all merciful, all uh, beautiful and so on. So then in this way we get the total, total picture so that uh, every individual, every community, every family, every they can all act properly in their relationship with the Lord. And then you can have the peace. Without having the proper relationship, Eventually, you're going to face problems. Even in a family, if there's some dissension between the parents and the children, then eventually, maybe for some time you can keep peace, but eventually some difficulty will come. Depending on how much ignorance and passion, this will say how quickly or how severe it will be, how much goodness will be, how nicely it will go on. But some disturbance is going to be there. So this we're facing. So if we see to the root cause, you can easily solve it. Prabhupada gave a very simple example. When we have blood disease, we have some infections in the blood. This may come out as boils, it may come out as infections on the skin. So I may just put some topical ointment and get rid of the infection here, but it will come out again over here. Because I'm not dealing with the basic thing. So therefore we need to actually deal with the root cause. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then you cure the blood, all the boils and infections will go away. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he came to actually give us this uh, special mercy. And uh, in his pastimes, 
he revealed the, this uh, magnanimity of bringing everyone in. In fact, uh, everyone, uh, whether whatever uh, background they had, he was accepting them in the Sankirtan movement. And uh, one time, during the Sankirtan, there was some commotion in the house of uh, Srivas. As Srivas went into the house, and Kirtan was going outside every evening, all Lord Chaitanya and the devotees, they would gather together and chant. And he went in to see what was happening, and they found that his uh, son Gopal had died. So when he found the son had died, he told his wife and other ladies in the house to stop crying. So how can we stop crying? Our son has died. He said, you better stop crying, otherwise I'm going to jump into Ganges and commit suicide because you're disturbing Lord Chaitanya's kirtan, and you'll have a widow as well as a sonless. So that scared them. They became quiet for a while. He went out and joined the kirtan. So after the kirtan was nearing the end, Lord Chaitanya asked, what was all the commotion in the house? And then uh, Sriva said, my son died. Your son died? What are you telling? Why you didn't tell us? No, I didn't want to disturb your prayers, your kirtan. Uh, what, whoever, what type of devotee is that, uh, you see? <laughs> they say, unheard of. Your son died, you tell us, what's the problem? Is that an ordinary thing? No, no, but I didn't want to disturb you. I mean, there's no devotee in the world that has this, uh, this much uh, concern about uh, disturbing their Lord. Anyway, you bring your Gopal right away. So they brought out the son. And then the ladies, you know, naturally they're sentiment. Their son died, they're very much uh, concerned. So they're dying, they're crying like anything. So then Lord Chaitanya, they brought out their child. He said, uh, he looked at the boy, he's completely senseless, cold. So then uh, he says, stand up. You come back, Gopal. All of a sudden, the dead body came back to life, started to become warm again. It uh, stood up. And then uh, it was speaking, uh, then uh, Lord Chaitanya said, Gopal, why you have gone? And then uh, he started to speak that body, but uh, opened his eyes, but it was from a spiritual platform. He said, my Lord, when you call me away, why are you asking why you gone? I am not uh, in control of my staying or going. I was called by the higher authority, I left. Now I am called back, I came back. So what about your parents? They've been uh, there. Then he spoke of which parents? This life I have one parent, but I now I can see I have unlimited lives. Every life I had mother and father. And now you're calling me back to the spiritual world where I'm going to my eternal life. So which parents? You, just, uh, you mean the parent of the last life or the life before that or life before that? Which parents you mean? And you know, just see Vahas and his wife, all are like completely shocked how the boy is speaking. And they, it's a long discussion, maybe 20 minutes, they're discussing all these points, why you left and all that. And after that, everyone could see that actually, that uh, I think this is just my son, but now I can see that he's also eternal soul. He's come in, this soul has come in my family. And externally he's my son, but actually the soul is not... Uh, my, from me, the soul is coming from God. The child is in my family. I am responsible to take care of this body and to bring up the consciousness to that spiritual level. But actually, the, it's not that the, it's belonging to me. Actually, the soul is belonging to Krishna. And then they became very peaceful when they knew that soul is going back to Godhead because he died during the kirtan. So naturally, he was uh, Krishna conscious. 
So they didn't feel, why should I bring him back from liberation? Ultimately, uh, this is a perfection. So everyone became very peaceful. And uh, then uh, said, Gopal asked permission he can go, and then they lie down. And uh, soul was gone. Everyone was like uh, very quiet until this happened. They couldn't speak. You know. They just started to chant Hare Krishna and they brought the body to the God. They did the final rites and took the bath in the Ganges. And uh, everyone was actually crying uh, because uh, not crying for uh, this uh, grief that the person is gone, dead, but in a higher sublime uh, realization of the reality of life. So Lord Chaitanya in his pastimes, he revealed the reality of life. And this is what we need to know today. In spite of so much technological advancement, if we don't come to the point of realizing the reality, we are always going to face the problems. When we realize reality, then we are going to have peace. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Any question? I think... I don't know, maybe it's no time, we have to go to work by 8. So maybe question we have to answer in the night. Capsule class. Capsulized.